After about a year, I had to branch out on my own and I started working the Rockwell Gardens Project and there was a priest from the Precious, from Precious Blood Church, which was the next one over, and he would walk with me once or twice a week. And we would walk through all the buildings and, and um, in the housing projects, each building was controlled by a gang and then a, a gang would have a cluster of buildings and, you, and we'd walk through um, each of the buildings, make contact with gang members and then we'd cross gang territories and we would be seen. Um, one day, um, I, had to, I, I showed up and nobody else, nobody could walk with me, so I had to walk by myself. And, and there was, a, and we knew there was some trouble. There was a couple of buildings that there was some tension by, and so I had to go there by myself. And as I walked, and I got to the one building, it was at 2501 West Monroe on the west side. There was a lot of tension. Guys were running around, people, guys were carrying guns, people were, um, um, people who would tolerate me didn't want to see me. And I could feel the tension and the danger. And it was back before there was cell phones, so there was no way I could contact Rhoda Bill. And so I had to be there by myself. And as I was standing there, I realized that if I leave now, I will never come back because this is what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to be where gang trouble and when there's trouble was. So I would stand there and I stood there on the corner on the corner of, um, of Campbell and, and Monroe and I felt totally alone. And while I was there, there was this one car that would circle the building and they had the two toughest looking gang members that you'd ever want to see. And the one guy on the passenger side would just stare me down every time he drove by. So I stood there for, I don't know, a couple hours. And then I noticed that the atmosphere seemed to change. The tensions seemed to go away, that, that things were different. And I started thinking, well, I wonder what's going on at the other building. So I was at a five-story building and decided that I was going to walk over to the Seibel um, building that was in, that, where the tension was. And as I started walking in that direction, um, a car door opened and the guy who had been circling me got out, out of the car and he, and he looked at me. And he walked up to me and he started talking to me. And then when we finished talking, we went to shake hands. And one of the things that's interesting is, is gang members treat everybody differently. So Brother Bill, they would always teach him the gang handshakes and stuff like that, but they'd never teach me the gang handshakes. So as I'm doing, as, so as I'm leaving, this guy's teaching me this gang, gang handshake, and then he finishes up, he, he goes like this. And this, this is like a pitchfork. And a pitchfork is a disciple um, symbol. And I pulled my hand back, and I said, well, that's a disciple symbol. And he said, well, it is, but when you, when you, put, when you point it down, it's a sign of disrespect. And I said, oh, well, I can't do that part of the handshake because I got friends who are, who are disciples. And so, so, I, um, so I, walked to the, I walked around to the um, disciple building and, and it was just calm. There's nothing there. And I felt, wow, I am really exhausted. So I went home. The next day, since the tension was there, I had to go back. And I had to go back by myself, and, and for whatever reason, I could not get a hold of Brother Bill. 
And so I parked in my car over precious blood. I walked through the, through the neighborhood. I got to the point where I was the night before. And when I was there, three different gang members came up to me and, and, and said, Brother Jim, I do a lot of bad things, but every night I pray to God that I will be forgiven. And then I prayed with them. And after I finished praying with them, one of the guys came up to me and said, the tension that we had or the problem that we had last night has gone from the Rockwell Gardens projects over to the Henry Horner projects. And so he was basically telling me, if you wanted to, you know, the troubles over there now, and that's where, where you should go. So I, I went back over to St. Malachy's, and as soon as I walked into St. Malachy's, in walked Brother Bill, and I started telling him about the story. So Bill and I decided to walk to the Henry Horner projects, and when we walked through the disciple area of the Henry Horners, you could feel the tension. And then we crossed in the, the area of the, the um, vice lord, you could eat the area, you could feel even more tension. And, as, and nobody was out, and everybody was in the buildings, and there was this one building where there was a guy standing there. And he was, uh, a lot of times when guys are in prison, they, they bulk up by lifting weights. And he looked like he'd just gotten out of prison. He was big and, and strong. And so, being me and Brother Bill, that's who we walked towards. We started walking towards him, and as we got about 15 feet from the building, he bounded down the steps, walked up to me and said, you were in Rockwell Gardens last night, weren't you? And I said, yes, I was. He shook my hand and he did that hand, gang handshake, which Brother Bill didn't know. Um, and I realized that, and as soon as we did that, everybody started coming out of the building. The tension seemed to break and, and Whatever happened, whatever happened between the vice lords and disciples found peace at that point. And when we went back through, the whole neighborhood seemed to change. It was my moment of truth. And from that, the grace came. And I found that, that scripture, that love casts out fear, that God is love, that has been the essence of, of my spirituality, of how I deal with gang members and what I've been doing for uh, 30 years. Well, Brother Jim, here's the point to me, is that you are putting yourself on the line, like, like Christ, who will minister to these people. You're putting yourself on the line. That's your ministry. And when I talk to you, I can hear the peace in, inside of yourself. That, that trust in God is, is, I don't want to make it more than what it is. I want to learn more about it. So can you tell me, can you go back to that time when you were, um, you know, you knew if you didn't come back, you'd never come back. And does that, do you keep getting challenged interiorly about that? Or have you, have you, is it okay? I have been, I've been challenged a number of times. And, and I get challenged all the time. Now for me, what I found was that when I became afraid that I would, was supposed to love. And when I would love, then grace would happen. 
What I'm saying to you that is if you followed my spirituality, you would go into your, in the world and you would love. You love your coworkers, even the ones who are hard to work with. You would trust in God that, that by, by doing what you're supposed to do and by loving that, that God, you're, you're witnessing your life in the world. Forgive everyone everything. Um, in all our years, we have never broken a relationship. And then, in their spirit, we love, and love casts out fear. And, and so, so I've been doing this, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. Boundaries have to be established. It's not, you know, it's, it's not like, and again, when you're a servant of the poor, they will treat you as a servant. You know, and it's not always fun. You know, you get disrespected sometimes. Um, but you still, you still love. And, and grace 